in a lot of peer support settings, reciprocity is really important. And it's easy to think, oh, well, the speaker is, is getting what they need out of this. But in listening, you really uncover a lot as well, right? And you can see how somebody might be tackling a similar issue and maybe shine a new light on it that you haven't thought of before. And, you know, just kind of the warm and fuzzies of being that person for somebody to open up to and kind of lend an ear. You're listening to Art of the App. I'm your host, Michelle Cherian. Each episode, you'll get creative inspiration from mission-driven startup founders, investors, and other experts disrupting the status quo. Hear about the thought processes and values that help guide them from early ideas to the standout products and brands that people love. Looking to learn from others creating a massive impact in the world? Welcome to Art of the App. Welcome, everyone. In today's episode, I talk to Jane Busher. Jane is the CEO and co-founder of the Toucan app. Toucan's mission is to give everybody somebody to talk to. Her experience has spanned finance, operations, management, and strategy across the financial services, recruiting, and tech industries. Jane grew up in Philly, did her undergrad at Duke, her MBA at Berkeley, and is called the Bay Area home for the past 10 years. Jane and her co-founders launched Toucan earlier this year and have been part of the Anthem Digital Incubator. With Toucan, you can get peer support through one-on-one, 15-minute audio conversations, where you choose topics like parenting, caregiving, fertility, being a startup founder, and one person is a speaker and one person a listener. I signed up and chose the startup founder category and was the listener. And I had a call with a very nice person who talked about his experience getting his business off the ground and the pressures that he felt from family and friends. It felt great to just be there for a stranger. If you enjoy these episodes, please scroll up and subscribe. That's the number one way that we will be able to reach more people. Here's Jane. So I wanted to get started just digging into the category that you got into. And your background is in finances and ops and recruiting. How did you end up making the switch to mental health? Yeah, it's, um, you know, certainly not a, a straight line in terms of a career path. The idea of Toucan, which is the name of my company, really came about a few years back. And I was commuting to work. I was listening to an interview with a therapist, actually, a woman named Lori Gottlieb, who wrote the book, Maybe You Should Talk to Someone. And it was a really interesting interview. And It was really more what followed that, you know, when you get that idea in your head that you can't get it out. And so I went through kind of the mental exercise that so many of us go through, which was, you know, I bet I could really benefit from talking to someone. I have two young kids. I have stresses related to my job. I have stresses related to relationships. And then almost as quickly convinced myself not to do it. Right. I, you know, I said, well, I don't have time and I don't even know where I would start to find a therapist. And, you know, my problems, are they really that serious that I need this? At the same time, I had a friend who was running a company. It was actually in the interview prep space and he was building a platform for preparing people for technical interviews but instead of using professional trainers, 
he was powering it with peers. So he was having two people who were preparing for interviews pair up together. One would administer the interview. The other would be kind of the job candidate and they would evaluate each other and really support each other through this process. It was kind of the intersection of those two ideas where Toucan started, which was, can we leverage peer support to fill the gap in where people turn when they need to talk to someone? Right. So filling the gap between like your friends who have all this background on you and a therapist or a coach that you would hire? Yeah, exactly. Is there a way to kind of open up your social support network and take some elements of that professional coach or therapist in terms of one-on-one and anonymity and, you know, the baggage, as you said, that you don't have, you know, or you do have when you're speaking with friends and family, is there kind of a hybrid model that we can really utilize here with peers to drive that support system? So right now, like with with all of this stuff, it, it's just kind of coming to a surface with mental health and that there's there's kind of this tipping point with like a lot of topics that we've not been so freely talking about that's now, you know, very much like on the table to talk about. And we see a lot of products and tools coming up around mental health and Mm -hmm. a lot of investment going into it as well. I was wondering like, what is Toucan's perspective, you know, that kind of like really makes you different within the sea of a lot of tools coming up for people to use? It's so wonderful that there is a spotlight on this industry and that it's getting a lot of attention in terms of new products, investment, and kind of curiosity and and willingness to try out new tools. Toucan is unique in that we're really trying to bring scale to informal peer support. You know, peer support as a practice has been around for a very long time, but the ability to kind of have one platform where you can access conversations on a whole host of different social factors, life factors, health factors, and to make it, you know, in kind of a convenient, low cost, easy to use application really doesn't exist. The other thing that makes Toucan unique is that it's live audio. And so you know that there is another person on the other end of the phone or the application that has a shared lived experience with you because they've selected into the category that you've chosen for the huddle and that they are there to listen as you kind of talk through what's going on with you. And did you always envision it to be that live format? Yeah. The live audio was was really one of kind of the key features from the beginning. There are a lot of tools and, and things that we do that are chat-based these days. And, you know, we really wanted this to be a thing that folks would take a step away from what they were doing, dedicate time to it. It's only 15 minutes, so it's not going to monopolize your day. But that this was what you were doing for 15 minutes and that it was important to have that live back and forth audio. It's a very intimate thing to talk to someone, especially someone that you also, you don't know. Yeah. It's a very unique format. I've done huddles on the platform, obviously, 
you know, even though I obviously knew what I was getting into and, and what I expected, it's a really unique and, and liberating way to speak to someone. I actually just signed up for one for tomorrow. So oh. get to see it in action. <laughs> Thinking about that, just this space that is a, a live space for 15 minutes with someone you don't know, how do you create a safe space for that? And I know from just kind of being in groups or even one-on-one interactions, it's so much about kind of like setting the stage and setting the vibe, setting even expectations for you know how to act or how to play both roles. And I'm just wondering what you're doing in that space and if, if there's best practices that you're following. It's a very good point and, and one that comes up if you're going to come on to Toucan and be vulnerable and, you know, really open up to someone, you want to know that it's in a safe space. You know, I think the ways that we help drive safety within the platform are, you know, in one form by educating and informing users kind of what Toucan is and what Toucan isn't, right? And so this is not professional therapy and we're big advocates of people seeking out the right type of help if they need it. There's obviously information throughout the app, but before each huddle, users also have to kind of indicate that Toucan is peer therapy, peer support, and it's not therapy. Just kind of reaffirming that. There are also some tips and FAQs on what does it mean to be a speaker and what does it mean to be a listener? And so we are not hiring professional listeners or putting them through training because we really want it to take the form of informal peer support. And we want people to be able to take on both roles on the platform in different huddles. And so while we're not doing formalized training and professional counsel, we do you know, have these roles and tips and FAQs in the help section of the app so that people can kind of read up and understand what to expect and what they're getting into. I think the other kind of main safety feature of the app, you know, I mentioned that it is anonymous and you you do not actually like choose who you are doing a huddle with, right? It's not a social network where you connect with people and friend people. And so you can't stop all bad actors. And if you know someone comes on the platform with bad intentions, you could have an individual, you know, kind of negative experience. But we have some safety protocols in place for that in terms of being able to block a user and not pair with them again. And just the fact that, you know, someone can't intentionally match and rematch with with somebody, you know, kind of in a in a negative way. Yeah. One of the things you said there, it was like, you want to encourage people to play both roles, which is something that I thought about when kind of going through it and looking at it, because I could see like, okay, someone could just be the speaker a lot of times, or someone could want to play the listener a lot of times, but getting them to be both is probably that sweet spot where they're both giving and receiving and and having the benefits of both of those. Yeah. You know, I think in a lot of peer support settings, reciprocity is really important. And it's easy to think, oh, well, the speaker is, is getting what they need out of this. But in listening, you really uncover a lot as well, right? And you can see how somebody might be tackling a similar issue and maybe shine a new light on it that you haven't thought of before. 
And, you know, just kind of the warm and fuzzies of being that person for somebody to open up to and kind of lend an ear. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to it tomorrow as well. (laughs) I'm being a listener, so it'll be interesting. I I felt like that was the easier first entry, but maybe that's just me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We've had people kind of, if they know that there's something that they want to speak about, kind of come onto the platform and say, you know, yep, I'm going to sign up as a speaker to begin with. And then we've had people as well say, you know what, I kind of want to see what this is all about. Let me listen. Let me kind of get a feel for what Toucan is. And then after I've done that, I'm going to sign up to speak. And it's interesting from the perspective of also seeing how someone else, you said how someone's tackling the problem, but even like how they're framing the problem, how they're thinking about the thing that they're going through, because one is action and another one is just like the mindset around it. Mm, Yeah, very true. Thinking about the product, I was looking at it. So there's like the two coins. Mm -hmm. So how did you think about monetizing it? Because that's something that I feel like we don't see a lot in apps and I always feel like it's very bold and a great way to start if it works for (laughs) the company. Yeah. So a few things around monetization. We actually wanted to have some form of monetization early on, not just to make a profitable app, really just as kind of a sign of commitment from the users, right? It's a low price point. It ranges from $2.50 to $5 for speaking and listening is always free we wanted people to take it seriously, you know, and to really treat this as a tool for their mental wellness and something that they're going to commit to because you can have the greatest app in the world. If both people don't show up, it's a bad huddle experience. Right. And so monetization was one way that we wanted to kind of ensure people were going to take it seriously Beyond that, you know, as I mentioned, listening is free. We also wanted to kind of democratize access to a mental wellness tool. And so right now we have new users getting started with a few free credits for speaking. But in the, I think in the very next update of the app, what we're rolling out is the ability to earn credits to speak by listening. And so in that way, if you don't want to actually pay for speaking with money, you can use your time as a listener and earn credits to speak. And that kind of opens up opportunities for people who don't want to pay for it or can't afford to pay for it to still use the platform. And it also hopefully evens out the supply of listeners and speakers as well. I was wondering if that was going to be a a next step. (laughs) Yeah. And I do love the commitment part. I think that's so true. Whenever you end up paying for something, you just show up more and you show up in a better way and you're ready to take advantage of it to its fullest. Yeah, absolutely. You just started the Anthem Digital Incubator Program a little bit ago. Could you tell us a little bit about that and what you're doing there and, and where you're hoping to go with that? What's next for you after that? Sure. It's a new incubator. They just launched it last fall and Toucan was actually the first startup in. They now have a few other companies that have joined. It's a really unique opportunity. You know, first off, it's great to see a company like Anthem put some real effort and some real kind of support behind digital health innovation. 
you know, I think that by itself just really shows how important this industry is and how much attention it's getting. You know, for us, it's a really unique opportunity to can, it's a B2C product, right? Like it's, you know, individuals and consumers are are finding it and using it, but it also has the potential to be rolled out through companies and organizations. And in that regard, Anthem is a fantastic place for us to be, right? So learning how to work with a big company, learning how to navigate their sales channels, learning how to take a new product get in this giant established corporation are all things that we're excited about and, and the reasons why we were really excited about joining the incubator. I think one of the things you said is like inside of organizations, like seeing how it could be used even like in a, for a company. We're speaking with some companies now outside of Anthem, as well as, you know, through the incubator about using Toucan as, as a wellness tool and kind of rolling it out to their employees. So you just launched in February. So super new. (laughs) Yes. Very exciting. How are you kind of thinking about growth and getting people onto the platform? Um, Well, we're doing podcasts. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah. I mean, Toucan by nature, it is a, it's a platform that can be used by a lot of different audiences. Right. Um, And that was part of the approach, right? You don't want to have to go to different apps or different support groups for different factors in your life or you know really trying to cover the whole person. And so because of that, you know, there are a lot of different use cases and audiences that we see really benefiting from the app. And so we're trying to, you know, be a little targeted in these early days with just the resources of the three of us on the founding team of kind of growing our user base. So we're speaking with individuals who have kind of a a network with one of the audiences that we see on the app. And so, for example, we're speaking now with a woman who runs a national parenting organization for expecting parents all the way up through school-age kids and speaking with her about what would be a great way to introduce Toucan to her audience and get them onto the platform and and speaking. You know, the benefit of Toucan is when you have those shared categories, right? And so bringing on groups of users that have already kind of selected into a category outside of Toucan is a great approach for us to grow the user base, not kind of one by one. That's one example. As I said, we're also speaking with a few different companies, employers who have shown some interest in rolling out Toucan as a wellness initiative to their employees. And, you know, so far it's really been word of mouth. We have not put any kind of real marketing efforts together yet. And that's, again, one of the things that we're hoping to do over the next few months, both kind of inside and outside of the incubator. I can totally see the groups of people that self-identify as a certain group being a perfect fit for starting to use this. And so what are the kind of like self-identified groups that you're you're seeing that really gravitate towards this? I mean, you did say like new parents or expecting parents, but is there any others that you've seen kind of like pop up as pretty frequent? 
you know, I would say some of the other ones that we've seen, one is actually entrepreneurs and startup founders. It is a not an easy road <laughs> that, that we take and, you know, addressing mental wellness in that community is, is really important, both for the founders, but also so that they can be kind of those role models for their teams um, as they're building a company. So that's another audience. Caregivers are another audience that they are spending so much of their time and energy supporting their loved one, right? That they still need to find some time and a way to make room for themselves. This type of format being that they can do it anytime, anywhere, and in 15 minutes is kind of, I think, the right snippet to fit into their schedule. So that's another example. It's hard to put it into one category, right? I was speaking with somebody about the use of Toucan for healthcare workers. A question had come up of, could we maybe have it like only be for us, you know, a private instance where it's just healthcare workers and then we got into the conversation of, well, that healthcare worker is also a parent and also has some concerns over social isolation. And so we don't want to build up these walls when we're trying to be a platform for the whole person. Really mentioning that whole person, because we all have different things at different times. And a lot of what you mentioned seems like it's transition points too. Like when you're a new caregiver, maybe too to a parent or to a child, it might be something that you, you know, you haven't done before you're learning, but then the listener might have experience doing that or right. might be able to offer some advice or, or words of support. Absolutely. Yeah. I think kind of transitioning into new life stages or new categories can be times when our stress and anxiety spikes up, you know, for some people, that might be the time that they pick up a tool like Toucan to address it. Okay. I'm going to switch to our lightning round. Okay. <laughs> Who are you learning from right now? Could be anything. Book, person. I have my buckets, right? So I have, in terms of work, I'm learning a lot from my co-founders actually. And I found that whenever I'm learning from the people around me at work, it's it's a great spot for me to be. And so, you know, as you mentioned from the start, I have not had a straight career path. And so launching a, a tech product is new to me. And so learning from my two co-founders has been great. I, you know, then also have kind of like my parenting bucket, my COVID bucket. <laughs> um, actually, the uh, a few of the Lemonada podcasts have been really useful for me um, in terms of content, like in the bubble, and then a parenting one called Good Kids. So that's who I'm learning from these days. Is there any routine or habit that you've started in the last year or even longer that's that's really helped or improved life? I used to do yoga kind of pre-kids and everything, and then life got in the way. And actually, like since the pandemic and everything shutting down and going virtual, I've been able to kind of re-engage with yoga with a a class that's on Zoom. <laughs> and so I've gotten back into that. It's something nice that I can do from home a few days a week before my kids wake up. I think it's really kind of helped me set up my day. When something goes great and you have a big win, how do you celebrate? A good a good dinner, like a, you know, a special dinner or a nice dinner. It used to be going out, but 
these days, just something at home and sharing with, with my family. What advice would you give a young woman entering her career? I would say you don't have to map out the perfect career path. Um, I went from GE to starting a recruiting company to now launching Toucan. And I would say success looks different for everyone, as long as you're learning and enjoying your work and being treated well, both from, you know, a a culture and a compensation standpoint, don't put, don't put too much weight into if it's the right title for you, because it's a fluid thing. And it's kind of a path that you need to map out for yourself. Where can people find you, Jane? So me personally, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm always open for connecting there and and networking with with new people. Toucan, we are thetoucanapp.com and we are in the App Store coming soon to Android. Uh, So for now, it's, it's iPhone only. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been great to have this conversation. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Art of the App. If you like the episode, please share it with a friend and consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps more people just like you find the show. You can connect with me on my website at michellecherrying.com or Instagram. The link for both is in the show notes. See you next week.